Hello, everyone. It is now 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, once again, I just want to welcome everyone. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to check out today's presentation, which is focusing on studies that involve or highlight supplier diversity uh, or the supplier diversity industry. So for those of you who may not be familiar, uh, that includes anything from minority business, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, LGBTQ-owned businesses, disabled, um, as well as uh, some, uh, some small businesses that are located in, in various um, unique areas. Uh, so those would be the ones that qualify for like SBA 8A, HubZone, um, et cetera, so things of that nature. Uh, so today, um, like, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, after you know, taking a look at, at tons and tons, tons, and tons of, of studies, kind of selected five studies that I do believe um, every professional within the industry should definitely be aware of as they're going through through their their daily progressions as well as you know as you're looking to grow your own small business or if you're looking to grow your own supplier diversity department um, throughout throughout the industry that being said let's go ahead and let's get started so um, progress 2020 uh, presents five studies every supplier diversity professional should read. Now, before we get started, um, I do want to highlight a couple of things. Um, I didn't want to just select five studies and then kind of just go through um, them kind of willy-nilly. I did want to set some type of standards, uh, methodology, if you will, in terms of why these studies were selected. So, so we will be going through that. Uh, we also will be highlighting, you know, what why you should be reading uh, these studies as well. But we'll get into a little bit more, a little more detail in terms of why the studies were selected and, and things like that. But before we get into the studies, I do want to start off with a little bit of, of, of a plug, if you will. This entire presentation is brought to you by Supplier Team News. Um, if you're not aware, Supplier Team News really focuses on supplier diversity and small business uh, news, if you will. So anything along the lines of obviously the business side of things, uh, but also workplace diversity, uh, diversity and and things such as like education, um, government. So throughout throughout the the I guess the gambit when you're talking about a global spectrum of of diversity and how it affects people of all nations um, in all industries, uh, as well as uh, small businesses. Uh, like I mentioned before, definitely wanted to you know point that out as well. But if you end up liking this presentation, um, once again, thank you for, for joining us. But if, if you do like the presentation, um, I would suggest that you go ahead and check us out at suppliertnews.com. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about some of the things that we offer, definitely sign up. First month is only 99 cents, and after that, it's $5.99 um, a month. Now, with that out the way, let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, the five studies, or at least how they were selected, if you will. So as you can see, uh, the five studies for, for supplier diversity professionals that you know I believe everyone should, should read uh, was created to include a wide range of studies, right? So uh, within the five that are selected, three of them are surveys. Uh, one is kind of a research paper. And then the last one is a combination of, of research um, as well as you know, surveys, as well as a number of other things um, that you know, was backed by uh, by government. So I tried to get a, a wide range, wanted to make sure that, that I covered as best as I could 
um, the, the various ways you could compile the information, as well as what they focus on, right? So um, if you focus on women-owned businesses, if you focus on minority-owned businesses, if you focus on both, and then you have one that focuses on small business, but also, have a, also has a supplier diversity element to it as well. Uh, so, so again, trying to, to, to look at, at the different types of, of studies and, and formulate really the best ones um, and, and, and the ones that you really need to take a look at if you're trying to understand what's going on um, in this space. So as you can see, selection method, uh, methodology, uh, really four, four points here um, in terms of how this list was created. Uh, first up, organizations that conducted the study. So tell you a little bit about the organizations. We want to make sure that you know, a company or, company, company or companies or councils or whatnot, organizations that, that did create this, this study, you know, are reputable. You know, don't want to, you know, just some, you know, random, I guess, company or, or whatnot, uh, just creating something uh, that isn't based on anything and just more opinionated. Uh, these are not opinionated. These are all, you know, data-backed. And in a lot of cases, they just, you know, did their, their study, however they conducted it, and, and then just reported the information that they found. Which gets me to the next point, data origination, kind of how did, how did they create the study and, you know, how did they collect the data um, and things of that nature. I mean, and again, less opinionated and more facts, right? We really want to look at, at the data that, that's coming in and can we understand and, and do we, from someone who's reading these studies, can we understand how these studies were created and, and you know, what are their benefits and what are they trying to explain? And next up, explanation of study purpose. So why did they do the study? You know, does it make sense that this organization, whoever they are, would conduct the study within supplier diversity and not, you know, push in a certain, I guess, agenda, if you will. Now, and I do understand, you know, all studies have a certain type of agenda in terms of what they're trying to prove, but, you know, I just want to make sure that, that it's, I guess, as general as possible in terms of what they were trying to get from the results and, and explain, hey, you know, you the reader, this is what we found within supplier diversity um, and small business as well. And then lastly, results. Look at the results. Does it make sense based off of the methodology? And, you know, is it a good conclusion if they do have a conclusion or are the results Present it appropriately um, and, and easily digestible when you read it. So that, that's kind of the methodology in terms of how these five studies were selected. Next up, the breakdown. So after you know picking the, the top five, uh, how I want to present them to you today, as as easily and simply as, as possible. I wanted to make this concise, um, you know, easy to understand uh, for everyone who, who's viewing the presentation today. Uh, so because of that, again, just, just three points in terms of how I'm going to present the, uh, the studies. Uh, so first up, overview of organization and study. So just a quick, you know, synopsis of the company and the study itself. Is it an annual study? Is it a one-time off? Things like that. Things like that. Why the study was selected for the top five. Um, I do, again, explain why I, I selected the ones that, that were selected. Uh, so you will understand exactly why they are included in this, this list. Um, and then lastly, data points collected from the study. Now, the data points collected, they're not going to be anything uh, specific. I just pulled um, just what I felt were interesting data points from, from each of the studies. So hopefully, you know, let you understand some of the things that they're covering and, you know, obviously to, to draw interest because you may want to, you may be writing down and taking notes and you may want to, you know, take a look at two or three that, that are presented today and take a look for yourself. Uh, so in order to, you know, pique your interest, if you will, I definitely pick some, some data points that you know, I found interesting. So uh, with that being said, 
let's go ahead and let's get into the five studies that were selected. Now, I do want to point out that the list uh, that, that I will be presenting on the next slide, it is not a ranking. Um, it is simply just to show you that I have five uh, studies that were selected. Uh, so again, uh, this is not a ranking um, um, or anything along those lines. This is just how we're going to go through each of the, the studies. So you know, what are the five studies? First up, uh, the annual Facebook economic impact study. Um, so we won't get too involved with it right now, but you know, obviously Facebook, I, I'm pretty sure everyone's aware of, of the company. Um, they do do an annual uh, impact study uh, catering uh, for, or focusing on small businesses uh, with a supplier diversity element. So I did think that that was really good to, to include. Uh, the 2018 Canada United States Council for Advancement of Women Entrepreneurs and Business Leaders Focusing, so as you can see, it focuses on women entrepreneurs as well as business leaders, so workplace diversity, if you will, and it's a partnership between the U.S. and Canada. Number three, 2019 State of Supplier Diversity Reports uh, by CBM Solutions. Um, I'm pretty sure if you're within supplier diversity, you're familiar with CBM, so they've been in the industry for, for a number of years. They have the insight in terms of the data being collected, so I thought that was a good thing to add as well. 2019 North American Moving Services Supplier Diversity Study. Uh, that was a little bit of a new uh, of a new one, probably for a lot of you. However, um, I, funny enough, I, I found uh, uh, surveys and, and reports and, and analysis um, within supplier diversity from a lot of different points. This one was recommended to me by a by a large business out on the West Coast. I I took a look at it, and it was it was. Really, really good um, in terms of, what, of, of how they broke everything down. So I definitely want to include that. Um, and then lastly, uh, the 2019 Minority Business Enterprise Study conducted by none other than Progress 2020, right? The people who are presenting this. So a little bit of, of a plug there. But again, I'm going to take you through why uh, we've included our study on the list and why uh, we feel it's important to, at the very least, be aware of some of the information that, that we're taking a look at and, and analyze. That being said, let's go ahead and let's start off with the annual Facebook Economic Impact Study. So um, about the study, right? Obviously, Facebook conducted it. Um, I do kind of point out they connected with the Morning Consult, the people who actually did the study. Um, this is an annual study on small businesses within the US. For them, they focus mainly on the small businesses that are using their platform. Um, so as you can see, the purpose of the study is to understand how US small businesses are using Facebook to grow their business. Um, this study includes information on how minority-owned, women-owned, veteran-owned businesses use Facebook but to benefit themselves as well. From a larger scope, we're taking a look at, you know, all the small businesses in America. However, in doing that, within the questions that they ask, uh, they uncover who's minority-owned, who's veteran-owned, women-owned, et cetera, and are able to also take a look at and report on how those businesses are doing as well. Now, why is this included on the list? So obviously it's it's an annual study, uh, which is really good. It's by Facebook. Obviously we all know that company. Um, but one of the things that I really wanted to kind of push on when it comes to, to the Facebook study is that it really gives a look on how businesses are operating online, right? So we all know that small businesses are utilizing, you know, social media technology and things of that nature. Uh, obviously it's growing, it's going to continue to grow. Uh, so taking a look at, at this economic impact report through Facebook's eyes, it really gives us a, a look at how small and diverse businesses are operating on an online scope. Uh, and Facebook, again, one of the largest 
social media platforms out there. Really good uh, first place, if you will, um, to take a look at how businesses are operating um, online. So the data can be used along with other studies to understand how diverse businesses can grow online. So, so again, if you are dealing with a small diverse business who you know may be new, maybe not utilizing um, their online opportunities or solutions that they could be using, this is an excellent study for you to kind of discuss you know how businesses are growing utilizing Facebook. Um, and as you can see, it's, uh, Facebook is one of the many platforms that operate. Um, it's a really good place to start when you're talking about or dealing with with how again how businesses are using um, social media and, and, and online platforms. So as you can see, just a, a few quick stats from the study. 46% um, of small businesses on Facebook in the U.S. have increased sales because of Facebook. Obviously, a really good stat. Uh, number two, 41% of small businesses on Facebook in the U.S. say the platform allows them to sell their products or services in other cities, states, countries, etc. So as you can see, there's, there's an immediate benefit when it comes to just sales. Uh, once again, if you're looking to help or support a diverse business who may not know this, these are just really good facts to know. Um, and then at the last point, again, 75, 74% uh, of veteran-owned small and medium-sized businesses Facebook say the platform allows them to sell their product or services to other cities, uh, which is nearly 1.5 times as much as the general S&B uh, population. So again, a really good opportunity and really good, as you can see, results for how you can use Facebook to to improve your, your business and how as a supplier diverse professional you can suggest these to your to your diverse uh, businesses that you know may need that assistance. Next up, the 2018 Canada US Council for Advancement of Women Entrepreneurs and Business Leaders study. So about the study. Uh, so according to the website, the Canada US Council uh, was created in February 2017 when Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Trudeau um, and President Donald Trump, uh, recognizing women's critical role and potential impact in businesses, joined together to support women in the workplace. So as you can see, um, the study backed by the governments of Canada and the U.S. are not, excuse me, not study, the, 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 the council um, backed by the, the, by the government of Canada and U.S., uh, kind of came together to put forth uh, these pillars um, in order to understand how or what's going on when it comes to women in the workplace and what's going on when it comes to women entrepreneurs in both countries, uh, as well as suggest ways for improvement when it comes to, again, the focus of, of, of women. So as you can see in point two, recommendations for the advancement of women in the private sector, as well as their respective governments. So why was this included? So while many studies focus on either women in the workplace or women in business, this study encompasses both sectors and obviously is backed by U.S. Canada. So there's really nothing more powerful than that. Each of the five pillars gives both a full report and a quick fact sheet. So I really think that's important. Um, for this one, if you want to get really detailed and understand, you know, what they see and what their insights are when it comes to, you know, women in the workplace, women in business, you can do that. Or if you just want, you know, a quick one or two pager, uh, that gives you, you know, the, the quick highlights of, of what they've uncovered, you can take a look at that as well. So it's really good for both. So for this one, we don't really go into the stats, but we do cover the five pillars if you're interested um, in, the, in the study and if you're interested in learning more. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, as you can see through the pillars, supporting and growing women-owned businesses, increasing the number of women 
in science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, pillar three, attracting women entrepreneurs, encouraging women to start businesses. Pillar four is increasing women's access to capital. And then pillar five is advancing women as leaders uh, in the private sector. So I definitely want to kind of put all those out in case you may not be looking at the at the screen and you're just listening to my, my voice. All right, next up, the third study included on the list, the list. A CVM Solutions 2019 State of Supplier Diversity Reports. About the study, conducted by CVM Solutions, uh, for those who are not familiar with the company, uh, CVM Solutions, a supplier I.O. company, is a supplier diversity solutions provider that offers online products and consulting services uh, to supplier diversity professionals. Uh, one, obviously one of the largest companies in the world when it comes to um, offering those solutions uh, to any business that may need assistance in managing their supplier diversity program uh, through technology or consulting. Now, according to their website, the study, this is the third year in a row that they've conducted it, um, and they actually launched two studies, one focusing on supplier diversity professionals, and then the other one focusing on uh, diverse, diverse businesses. So you, can kind of, so you can get a really good sense of the perspective of supplier diversity professionals and large companies or, you know, um, or, or companies just in general to understand how they're operating their supply diversity programs. And then you can also get a look at how diverse businesses are handling uh, their operations as well. So I, I think that that's really good. So I've included CVM Solutions has obviously been a leader in supply diversity technology for over a decade. So because of that, they've been, you know, allowed access to a lot of these larger Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies, uh, which gives them a leg up and a really good understanding of, you know, how these supply diversity programs operate. So because of that, uh, they're able to get, you know, a lot of useful data um, and present that to us, the readers, so we can understand, you know, how, again, supplier diversity professionals are handling uh, their, their departments and their programs, and then how diverse businesses are, are handling theirs as well. And as you can see, two reports, and then the report includes over uh, 450 survey responses. So just quick stats from the study. Separated into, into two different pieces, so supplier diversity programs. 53% uh, of supplier diversity programs count small business and their diverse spend. Be interesting. And the 59% of respondents track tier two spend as well. So obviously it goes a lot more in depth when it comes to supplier diversity professionals, but just a couple of things that you know may pique your interest. Uh, and then for diverse suppliers, 65% of respondents have been in business for 11 or more years. 71% uh, of respondents said that networking is one of their top three ways to connect with partners. And then 89% of minority businesses are certified as such by an appropriate agency. So obviously like the NMSDCs, weed banks, um, things, uh, those types of uh, agencies. Next up, number four, 2019 North American Moving Services Supplier Diversity Study. So about the study, uh, North American Van Lines commissioned the study um, just to gain a better insight on supply diversity programs on a tier one and tier two level. Uh, so trying to understand what's going on with that, with that environment uh, with, within this, this study that they conducted. Survey was conducted by Integrated Marketing Association and included uh, 524 human resources, excuse me, human resource, diversity inclusion, and social responsibility executives. And of these 524 respondents, uh, 284 played a direct role in developing or managing a supply diversity program. 
So again, just reading that off in case you're not looking at the screen. So as you can see, and once again, the, the next point, you know, just reiterates uh, what, what I already spoke about, which is uh, the reason why they conducted the study was just to learn a little bit more about the supply diversity industry. Um, because of that, because they, they, they did that, it actually got some really good results. So for this one, as you can see, the first point, wide range study, really good for, for supplier, uh, or people within supplier diversity who are a little bit newer to the industry. Um, so it does cover some really good, you know, of that basic knowledge. Um, and as you can see in point two, uh, the visuals, uh, they have a lot of charts, a lot of graphs. Every question that they ask, you can really, you get a really good visual breakdown on, you know, the 60%, you know, through the, maybe a high graph or maybe they have a bar graph. So each of their questions, which they ask, you know, a pretty robust amount, um, you can see through a visual, you know, what that looks like. So it's, it's really cool because you're kind of seeing a color coded, like, <laughs> industry map in terms of, like, how, how things are broken down by. Uh, so, so again, I, I do feel like this is a must read uh, for new supplier diversity professionals because um, it does break down things in an easily adjustable format. So a couple of quick stats from the study. 34% of respondents applied to rescue programs were between one and 10 years old, and about 9% being one year or less. 47.5% uh, of respondents report the supply diversity stat status at least four times a year to an executive team, which is pretty interesting, while another 41% report at least once a year. That's pretty interesting. Uh, when it comes to, obviously, your supply diversity, program, the fact that you have to report that at least once a year is by almost almost everyone, uh, a little bit under under 90%. So um, 67% or 67.8%, excuse me, of respondents plan to grow the supply diversity program. And we also, I also put in here uh, that the three biggest diversity program drivers include customer requirements, corporate social responsibility, and alignment with corporate culture and workplace inclusiveness. Now, next up, or should I say lastly, uh, we're going to cover the Progress 2020 Minority Business Enterprise Study. Um, so we actually got about seven minutes left. Um, you know, if you're still here, I really appreciate you, you know, hanging on um, and listening to, to all the studies and, and why we included them. Uh, I really feel like this is important. Um, so with that being said, let's cover the Progress 2020 MBE Study. Um, breakdown of, of kind of the how Progress Progress 2020 was created. It was a formal partnership between Diversity Reporting Solutions, uh, Supplier IO, and then obviously Supplier T News. Um, in order to basically understand or analyze supplier diversity uh, data and, and really use that data to help grow businesses. Um, so that was really the concept of, of why this study was created. Can we find information that helps supplier diversity become a better industry? So as you can see, the MBE study takes a look at MBEs as it relates to the overall economy, focusing on the four um, points below, which is um, the study was looking to understand the economy and how it's measured, uh, small business growth over the past decade, so basically since the recession, uh, the current and potential economic impact of minority businesses, and then through that, give recommendations for future MBE growth. So why is this included, right? So while the other ones focus mainly on surveys, minus uh, the Canada-US uh, Council um, piece, so while many focus on, on surveys, uh, we, we went the, the very, very data-driven, research-based route. So as you can see, some of the, the data that we included in there are from 
the Small Business Administration, Federal Reserve, U.S. Census, uh, Minority Business Development Council, so we, we think things of that nature. So really, obviously, reputable uh, organizations and, and data um, in order to conduct the study and really present it to the readers so that they can understand, you know, how are NDEs affecting the economy and, you know, how are they affecting excuse me, small business growth if they are indeed small businesses. Obviously, you can see this detail is ripe with, or excuse me, this study is ripe with detailed data and analysis on the trends or the current economic trends of America and where MBEs will play a role. So just a couple of quick stats from the study. Uh, there are currently 8 million MBEs in America out of the 30.2 million small businesses, um, again, in the U.S., uh, as you can see, small businesses account for anywhere between 44 to 50% of non-farming GDP. Uh, so that's the last point, and we'll kind of, kind of backtrack here. But the second point is, um, if the average sales for minority businesses continue to decrease over the next 25 years, the decline will result in two major issues, which are you know, an increase in the wealth gap and then an unbalanced uh, economy. So basically, uh, what we'll see is a growing population um, with minorities we're owning businesses, in fact, be um, getting less of the wealth uh, within America, which means that a smaller population will be getting more. And obviously, that, that unbalanced economy is, is not good for, for the country moving forward. But that being said, I think we have about four minutes left. Uh, so once again, um, thank you so much for you know taking the time out of your day to take a, take a listen to, to what we have to say about the five studies that every supplier professional that we feel should read. Now, I do want to point out that every study that you saw today, they are free. At most, you have to give your email, but I don't really think that's too big of an, of an, of an issue when it comes to if you're really interested in learning more about uh, the industry and kind of what you can do uh, to help grow you know, your small business or your supply diversity program. I also want to point out that you know, after this, I will be um, in addition to listing the the studies, I will be giving links to each of the studies as well. So if again you're interested in in one or two or, or all of them, uh, you will be provided a link to for you to access that. Um, I'll be posting this YouTube uh, a shorter portion of this um, on our YouTube page, and I'll also be sharing this uh, on the weekly supplier team new, uh, news newsletter. So you'll um, by Saturday, you'll have all the information as well as links to whichever one you want to learn about in more detail. So again, those will all be provided to you after um, after today by Saturday or, or on Saturday. But with that being said, if you have any questions about or any, any other questions about kind of these five studies or maybe any other studies that, that you're interested in knowing about, uh, feel free to contact me at jamie.white at suppliertnews.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter.com uh, backslash supplier T for you know all the latest news and updates on supplier T or excuse me, or supply diversity, small businesses, um, and how they may affect you and in, in your program or business uh, as you go forward. With that being said, I thank you so much for your time. So with that being said, uh, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you have a great day.